0: Hello, welcome to the Love Rosie podcast, the show discussing the 2014 film Love Rosie five minutes at a time, with Ellen Asprey and Luke Allen.
1: I'm one of your hosts, Luke Allen, I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Ellen Asprey. Hello! Um, and that intro is the only part of our show that sounds professional. Um, and it's the only part that goes, I can't do,
0: because I've just tried it twice and it didn't go very well, so uh, that's it, why Luke's It goes,
1: it. It all goes downhill from here. Yes. Um, <laughs> as Rosie's life does from here. Um, oh, this is
0: <laughs> the thing is, you don't suspect anything in this scene, do you? It's kind of one of no, those scenes you where you like, oh.
1: worst You think the worst has just happened. Yeah. Um, we, we, we had the scene last week with mm-hmm. Alan Rickman and Kermit the Frog, and yeah. what could get worse than that? <laughs> um, if anyone hasn't listened to last episode and just heard me say that, go back. Yeah, just it's go a back. Nice story. That was a fun episode.
0: <laughs> go, go listen to it. Um, But I think this scene is. I think we should have got Eddie into this one, because this one's probably the most awkward, in my opinion, yeah. personally. Yeah.
1: In one way, I'm also kind of relieved that in the doing the five minute chunks, that like the 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 actual sex scene was just the little bit at the end of the one. Yes. And yeah. now this is just a little bit at the start of this, so it means that neither episode is like dedicated to awkwardness. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, My dog is also barking, so I apologise. Okay.
1: I can't hear it on the Skype call, but I guess but you we'll can you on can your hear your
0: voice echoing though, so that's yeah, not good. That's a, um,
1: weird ways of Skype uh, I know. today. Um, yeah, not, which is probably not the why everyone else has moved on to Zoom, uh, but <laughs> I've not. We oh, oh, could try that sometime, too, maybe.
0: It's old school for that. No, I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. I don't
1: know what. Genuinely, Skype is just my go-to whenever Alex and I are writing. We're writing on Skype. We spend the entire time complaining about how Skype doesn't work, but we mm. never choose to go on Zoom for some reason.
0: See, so I've never used. Well, until this, I've never really used Skype before. So, I guess. I guess when you were in high school and your friends called, it was like, oh, Skype. I
1: I don't know if I had friends at that oh, point. No, um, well, that, is, that was being cut. <laughs> depressing. <laughs> no, no, it's. Just, I I don't know what, why did Skype. Oh yeah, Skype is because of all the like earlier podcasts I did before Zoom was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's the go to to ask guests. It's like, do, do you have Skype? And that's just what they they used to. Yeah. Whereas a lot of like podcasting people used, like Cast or Discord or stuff. If I'm phoning up, not phoning up, I never phoned him up. If I'm messaging Matt Lucas and being like, hey, can you create a Discord account? you would probably say no. But if I say, that's the thing, hey, I did Discord Skype.
0: with um, the Room podcast, didn't I? Yeah. And I just yeah. felt like. I didn't get to see anyone's faces and it? it. was just a bit strange. Yeah, I, did, just I don't audio. like it
1: for that. I like seeing people. Yeah. Um, we did, mind you, we did Skype for bit two of emotion. minutes about time. But for some mm-hmm. reason, for two minutes about time, for the first about 20 episodes, we, neither of us decided to put our cameras on, and I don't know why. So I genuinely, <laughs> you just did, did, not, I genuinely did not know what my co-host looked like until 20 That's episodes.
0: so weird, though, because I feel like it'd been really awkward when you did put the camera on. Yeah, I don't know why we
1: did at first. It might have been one of the guests that we had on, who had their camera on, we were like, I guess we'll turn the cameras on. Oh, but now oh. I prefer it so much. Yeah. I, I like being able to see the people I'm talking to. I Cause hate there the is way with my Discord, my face flips, there's though. Kinda...
0: But other than that, it's... Yeah, it's, carry on, sorry.
1: I hadn't even twigged that it's a flip. Of course it's a flip, yeah. yeah. So I've only seen your room in reverse. Yeah. And uh, like that. That is a very
0: strange thing to say, but yeah. That is.
1: That is not today's episode title. Um... <laughs> I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna say now as a tangent that we actually keep in randomly. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Seven quite a lot. Spoilers. Um, yeah. It's not my film of the week, only because I watched another amazing film the evening oh, okay. I watched Seven, and I ended yeah. up changing my mind. Um, but. I really liked Seven I, I'm surprised it took me so long to watch it I did um, but yeah I, I thought it was it was well done it was the one thing I kept saying because I watched it with my with my family mostly because yeah. I can very easily get distracted on my phone constantly when I'm watching stuff because I'm always checking my phone yeah. but I said to my parents I was like I'm going to watch this with you just because I know that you'll tell me to get off my phone yeah. and so I did but I kept turning to my mum and being like could they turn a light on once in a while <laughs> it's all so dark and there's no it is reason quite a for dark it half film. the time it's just like look there's a light switch
0: right there turn it on yeah (laughs) that That annoys me with like horror films i guess because whenever there's horror films they just walk past the light just turn it on yeah and then you'll be fine and i i got it
1: but also like different parts of seven i guess it was deliberate but they were really playing on the tropes of certain things yeah so like the um the, the the pairing of you know Morgan Freeman being about about to retire and all of that stuff yeah. that's just the that's the Lethal Weapon pairing Lethal Weapon was like ten years before I haven't Seven, seen Lethal Weapon and that is yeah Le- Lethal funny. Weapon is like a fa- a family man who's about to retire teamed up with an unconventional cop to solve crimes and um, it's just like but that that becomes a big joke because Lethal Weapon becomes a franchise and the yeah. fact that the first one he's about to retire and then he does three more movies mm-hmm. is it it that, I think that's why Lethal Weapon turns into comedy in a way. Like it starts as like a serious crime movie with slight like, comedy comedy moments, and then yeah. like the later Lethal Weapon films are just comedy films. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like. That, yeah, but that's not what I thought. I thought they were world. comedy films. So when you mentioned that, I was are like, oh, a lot oh, serious. Okay. Yeah, there's there's a lot of really funny moments in there. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I look forward to talking about the movies that I've got for this week. Um,
0: I'm excited to hear it. I haven't heard it yet. This is a thing, though. I was thinking about it, and I was thinking. So we've. We're doing a film of the week, but the films that we're saying are probably films that have already been watched by a lot of people. Yeah, so I think this one I've got pointless. might be different. The um, one I've got now is 100% what everyone's going to be seeing or have okay. seen, but like by the time this is released.
1: Okay, the other night I was looking for a movie to watch and I was in a Bill Nye mood so I looked oh, on my okay. shelf, found a random movie starring Bill Nye I have not seen and I was instantly like, this is one of my favourite films ever so that is wow. it okay, I'm and I'm excited. still in the Bill Nighy mood I still, I'm watching another Bill Nye movie on Netflix at the moment I think he's awesome, I think he's like one of the <laughs> greatest fun, actors of our he? generation yeah. He smuggles Marmite through airports that's a fun fact He's really? been caught by customs by for trying to smuggle Marmite into Canada because Marmite's banned in Canada and he Why is it banned? really likes Marmite. Uh, because there's a secret ingredient and Marmite won't say what the secret ingredient is. And so they just banned it.
0: Um, no. But yeah,
1: he, he, he's he been caught like two or three times by customs.
0: Wait, this is, this is a very... I don't even know what to say. I was going to say Marmite thing then, but obviously it is Marmite. So I don't know. Um, do you like Marmite?
1: I do like my mind. I, well. I do as well. I do as well. That is good. Yeah, that is so, good.
0: So, yeah. listeners, send us your answers. Do you like? Marmite? Is that
1: this week? Is that this week's question of the week?
0: <laughs> Shout! Shout! Well, we'll do that. The- Yeah, why not? Why not? Well, yeah, we could
1: do it just as a poll on the Instagram, because to the listeners, we're recording two days in a row this week. So we're not going to put, like, big stuff on our Twitter for our question of the week. We'll just put a poll on Instagram tonight. Do you like Marmite? Yeah. We'll discuss that. Fun. Okay, that's Um,
0: interesting.
1: Anyway, so love, Rosie. Um, Let's
0: actually
1: start. So we open with Alex, finishing off his phrase by saying, Lee precise, and then Rosie... um, says
0: okay the condom came off inside my vagina and at present i'm unable to locate it
1: and my note here is just the look that bethany gives when the door opens
0: that's way more information than i needed she did, she doesn't seem that judgy though she's just like confused she's like oh where are you going oh rosie <laughs> you're on the phone to rosie that makes sense okay yeah I'll i'm gonna leave. say I, I don't think bethany's heard this because she's
1: no. on the phone but um yeah, it's and what's the? I haven't actually. For some reason, I didn't actually check. What's the impression of the? Okay, because the guy, the guy on the lift just gives her a slight. Yeah. He just kind of like glance. looks down,
0: at, looks down at her. Yeah, which I it's quite funny. I like that. I think it's really important that you understand that he, he looks the way he looks for the yes. ending. Like you need to know that. guy.
1: And it's interesting because he's literally out of focus.
0: Yes, like he's, he's you're, not. You're, you're they don't so draw attention to him. to him,
1: but it works. Yeah, yeah, I think
0: it's because she goes into the lift, and you're hoping that she's going to be alone, just for her sake and for your mm. non. And I think I think it's also
1: being a comedy. You expect it to be more embarrassing than it is, so yes. your focus is instantly on what's his reaction going to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's just plain, and you're just like, oh. And then it just makes it more awkward, in my opinion.
1: This doesn't happen in the book, by the way. She just gets pregnant. the The whole condom thing does not happen at any point. Oh, really? Um yeah. Oh
0: I like the fact Which they added that though. It's quite funny. Yeah,
1: I think so. So we then go to the hospital mm-hmm. where we meet um the doctor who says Oh gosh. Hi, this is the I'm worst Dick. part. And she says, "Of course you are." I do like the way she says "of course you are." It's just like, uh, oh, Yeah, on. very underneath. Yeah. It's... Under her
0: breath. Mm.
1: Hi.
0: I'm Dick. Of course you are. It's because it's kind of taken away the shock at this. Cause yes. at, at the point, right when it happens, it's like, "What has just happened?" Like, "What?" And then you go to the, the hospital, and it's just like, "Brilliant, mm. great, thanks." Yeah. Thanks for that added comedy. I did add to my
1: notes though. Does this type of like very stupid comedy tonally fit the rest of the film?
0: Yes. Well, because mm. no. there are a couple of moments no, that feel works. out of place to
1: me. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I agree. It's the same with later on, with her being handcuffed to the bed. That yeah, that type of comedy shouldn't just... work, and it no. doesn't fit the type of comedy at all, but it
0: kind of still fits. Yes, I agree. Um, no, I agree. But um, when she's got the prams, and yes. she hides behind it, that kind of... I'm not sh- When we go to talk about it, I'm going to be like, yeah. a bit
1: iffy. It was too Bridget Jones for me, genuinely. Yes. I was just like, I was like, this feels like a scene from a different movie. Mm-hmm. Um. But that's the reason these things out of seem out of place is actually a testament to how great the film is in c- c- consistent tone, yeah. tone, mostly for the rest. Um, so what I what I do like here is we've got the exchange where where he says, um, "Is it um, front, bottom, or back?
0: What do you think I am?
1: Sorry, I wasn't
0: suggesting you're a slag or anything. Isn't there a female nurse?
1: I'm afraid I'm all you've got." And then the little awkward gesturing he does at the end did actually uh, like really make me laugh this time round. He doesn't normally get me, but when I was noticing off. the stuff. Yeah, and when he kind of just gestures for her to open her Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, yeah. It's just a tiny bit, and I feel like I hadn't noticed it as much the other times I'd watched it, but when I was going in this level of analysis, I was like, that's really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like
0: also, that. I think we forgot to mention the fact that she's wearing Greg's jacket, suit jacket.
1: Oh, yeah, I hadn't even twigged. Of course she is, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I just, I thought that was kind of interesting because surely it'd be easier for her to just put on the dress and just leave. Where do we think Greg is? That's the thing I don't know. Like, Because did... if
1: he were a nicer bloke, he'd be in the hospital with her. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, well, yeah, obviously. Um, well, I don't know, it's weird. Right, so we cut into the car with Alex, so clearly Alex took her to the hospital, which is really nice. I think that's... yeah. I don't know, I just and it parallels what thing. happened before when she went to the
1: hospital at the very start um, for falling off her chair.
0: <laughs> ah, it does.
1: Whilst we don't see that happening, it's yeah. it is the same thing.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's cool. But I love this part in the car. There's silence, but it works, and their just conversation is just so nice. And I just
1: yeah, I it. haven't got many notes for this just because I was just like, it's good. That's just, that, that's it.
0: <laughs> I mentioned a little bit about their conversation. So when he, um, Alex says, "Let's get out of here." I just my heart melts here because it's the, the thing is like he's actually thought about him but also herself like her
1: yeah that's what I love is that it's, it's yeah. he's instantly going like okay this is how we can move together yeah which is so sweet
0: yeah and he's like looked into her course at Boston University for her and I just this is the thing like do you think that's odd or do you think that's good because I personally think that's really sweet. But then I'm seeing it I, as a relationship. I think relationship, it is. Not yes,
1: same here. I'm seeing it on a kind of relationship level. But it's it's mm-hmm. the it's the interesting line you see, which I've always found funny, between relationship and stalker, where it's literally just entirely based on whether the other person likes it or not. Yeah, that's literally wow. it. There are so many moments in romcoms that I've watched where I've been like, if she wasn't all for that, that's creepy. Yeah, and I think that's the same here, where it's like mm-hmm. this is bordering on creepy. But it's sweet, but it's also it's very relationshipy. I in yeah. in this way, I can't even on saying this. I feel sorry for Bethany because I mm-hmm. think it must be a very, very hard relationship to have with Alex. But I also feel he's... like
0: she because she knows that she's so attractive, she doesn't feel intimidated at all.
1: No, yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Yeah, and I think that's because um...
0: she's she's supposed to be the popular person, so obviously the the generic stereotype for a popular person is kind of they they don't care about anybody else other than themselves
1: (laughs) Um, i'll just read through the dialogue because we've talked a lot about it but i'll just read through it she says that was one of the most embarrassing moments of my entire pathetic existence oh you know what let's get out of here
0: dino should still be open i was thinking more boston massachusetts what you think i should flee the country i'm serious this, this place is a dead end.
1: we have been saying it for years. And uh, my dad wants me to try for a scholarship at Harvard. You are serious?
0: It's one of the best medical schools in the world. And
1: Boston College happens to have a really great hotel management course.
0: It is what you want to do, isn't it?
1: And oh that's just so lovely and sweet. So Right, um so we meet the parents who I like, like this shot. Lovely. Yes.
0: Do you think do you think it's a little bit Wes Anderson?
1: I don't know enough Wes Anderson to oh, say. Okay. I've only seen like two Wes Anderson films. Oh, okay. But let's talk about Rosie's parents. Because I We we here we get them on screen for about ten seconds, and I instantly love both of them.
0: Mm -hmm. Like it's just, they seem like such. It's very put on though, and that's kind of obvious. Like it's not a natural talk. Like the way they're sat, and the way Rosie sat in the middle. It's like I've arranged this to speak to them about this. Here, like here it is the conversation.
1: Well, here here we throw a little uh, film theory in. Mm -hmm. Is Rosie an an unreliable narrator? Are are we seeing these things as, like, enhanced? Like, hence the embarrassment is a bit more over the top with, like, Dr. Dick and and whatnot. Um, Are we seeing... Is she telling us a story and enhancing it in her memory? Because we do have her narrating. Yeah, because
0: I guess as a person, Um, you emphasise everything.
1: Yeah, so is Rosie an unreliable narrator? Um. Because um, that's something that I decided with About Time was that Tim was an unreliable narrator. And I think from this point, this is very overly emphasised, where it's like, she could be an unreliable narrator. So her dad, Dennis, which is also my dad's name, fun fact. Oh, really? Um, is played by Lecran Krantic, <laughs> yeah. who was in Cracker, Paradox, and the Lame as TV series with Lily Collins. Whoa! <laughs> You haven't mentioned this for a whole
0: twenty minutes of the last podcast. Not the last one, the first one. You've already heard this. Yeah, we'll move on from that.
1: I think I don't think I've mentioned the Lameys series in a while. No, no, we don't. We don't.
0: Yes, you mentioned it in the first podcast.
1: I mentioned it in the first one, but I don't think I've brought it up since. Good. Um, Good. But it's (laughs) yeah. But apparently he's in that. I may have to try and find him in that because he's only in like two episodes. So he's probably just like an extra, but with a couple of lines.
0: Well, I mean, if you didn't mention him, then. Yeah. And then her
1: mum, Alice, is played by Gur Ryan, who was in The South, the Southwester Lilies, and The Man Who Invented Christmas, neither of which I have seen. I was going to say, I don't think I've heard, of think I've Man heard Man any of those, Christmas.
0: and I don't think I've watched any of Dennis's why his real name is I can't remember
1: honestly I think what's great is a lot of these actors are quite unknown
0: yeah
1: which is it's it's typical indie British cinema and I love it mm. just the use of these actors who are only kind of bit part actors it's so nice to, really to know good. that they've been given opportunities yeah I think
0: they because I don't know whether really you want. find
1: this I don't know whether you found this but Rosie's dad just because of how nice he is I think and how and how lovely he is you instantly feel like you've seen him in things before
0: yeah yeah like, he has to be in other things, surely. That's kind of what your like mind is going at. Uh, yeah.
1: Actually. Whereas I think maybe you're just seeing him and thinking of every other nice person you've ever met. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, exactly. So with with him being nice, as we get to in a minute, because we haven't yeah. actually had him speak yet, um, did that make it clear to you that he was probably going to die? Mm-hmm.
0: That's the thing. I don't think I'm. well when I first watched it, it was very late, so I my my analytical brain. Wasn't, look at me, yeah. wasn't quite I can't on, so remember I don't whether think, I guessed it or not that's what I mean and I think because it was so long ago when I first watched it I can't actually give you like an accurate answer um, but I'm guessing I'm guessing I didn't because I would have known and I wouldn't have cried at that point I guess because I would have known that it was going to happen I was like oh that's, that happened
1: yeah whereas I would still have cried because I cry at everything but <laughs> um, I, I don't think I guessed it Reggie's mum says
0: you can't I mean who do you washing? You'll never eat. Such a typical mum thing. But they have food in America, Mum, and I'm guessing washing machines. It's so far away.
1: Talk to her, Dennis. And I like the fact that we do actually cut out before Dennis speaks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. It's good because somehow they haven't like vilified her mum as the one who won't let her do things. Like it's it's very clearly from such a loving place that it's that we still like her mum as well.
0: Yeah, it's not like a straight no, it's like this is why you shouldn't go, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it's quite weird because it is the sort of answer which, even though it opens with you can't and her being very strictly angry, you also know she's the sort of person who could be completely turned around.
0: Yes, yeah, I think that's the funny part.
1: Like in many but ways, this is a good reaction. do actually hear Dennis
0: say something? Or, oh no, no, you see his face, don't you? you yeah, You see and his then face, we, but we he did, yeah, it cuts off. Oh, okay, yeah. I like that because it's like, oh, what's he going to say? And then it cuts to them going to so the hotel.
1: With Tiny Dancer, which was released in 1972 and written by Elton John and Bernie Taupin. Whoa. Um,
0: Great song. It goes really nice there, I think. It's like, whoa, her mum has been turned, she's going to America. And this is like an extra, yes,
1: go on, go. Yeah, I love this. So we see her and her dad walking. Yeah. I want to try and do an awful Irish accent. Should I go, go for, for it? it or go no, for it, not go for it, go at for it. Hang on, works for me. I mean, that's as far as I got. that, that slipped into American at the end. Hang no, on, that's I'm not sure bad. And then Rosie. Can you read Rosie's lines so I can stay in the accent? Yeah, of course
0: <laughs> not. Did you ever want more, Dad? Do
1: you know what your grand's favourite phrase was? Not for the likes of us. When you told us your plan, it was the first thing that popped into my head. I could hear a voice in the room saying it. I don't want that voice in your head ever.
0: Here, let me. <laughs> I want my own hotel one day. Is that crazy? To, is it crazy to think like that?
1: I've been winging it with you for eighteen years, pretending I was the one in charge. You're amazing, Rosie. There's nothing you can, nothing you can't do if you put your mind to it.
0: But if I go to Boston, Mum will never speak to me again.
1: Well, if you don't go, I won't. The choice is yours. And then, the hotel manager, dinners. And he goes, "Do me a favour, come and take that, come back and take that prick's job." I lost the accent at the end there, but yeah. there we go. That was yeah. that wasn't the best reading, but there we go. I
0: really love this, and then also, at, right at the end, just before we cut onto the next scene, there's a shot when she sat on the bus, and oh, I love that shot.
1: Mm, so just just before that, a couple of notes yeah, yeah. on the exchange is first of all, literally from the very start of this conversation, I wrote the note, I think he might be my favourite character. Mm -hmm. And I stick by that. I think he's my favourite character. I I think he's awesome. I mean, that's fair enough. Um, And then I noted, do Rosie's hotel ambitions come from her love for her father and his work? Because it appears he works in a hotel. Well, I mean,
0: from a young age, she's wanted to do hotel management, hasn't she? And I think that could be influenced from her dad being in a hotel and just kind of the thought of being like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess idolise in that sense. Yeah, yeah, I don't
1: know whether you, I don't know whether you've found it, but there's definitely been like the some of the jobs my parents have done. I've had an interest in like I might go that route if things don't work out. No, I've had like, the I don't know whether that's okay.
0: I like the fact that it brings back your ambitions all the time. I love his line
1: about I won't though. That's like the, the, if, if, the whole thing about uh, Mum won't talk to me. Well, if you <laughs> well if you don't go, I won't. I love that so yeah, much. It's like it's so sweet. Yeah. yeah and it's it's so clearly it's it's very much like the uh, about time relationship i think mm-hmm. um it's it's with it's the almighty. with the father and son yeah. yeah which considering this came out a year after about time means that there is no way that it influenced it because they would have been filming this when about time came out but it's um there's elements of it that just make me think it, because Bill Nye does this really interesting thing in About Time, where he does jokey emotional distance that makes it funnier. So in a similar light to this line here, when he says, Well, if you don't go, I won't. The choice is yours. Which is so clearly him joking. Yeah. Um. There's a really sweet line, which shouldn't be as sweet as it is where when Tim's about to leave home in about time, his dad gives him a hug and the last words his dad says before he goes is... Don't call too often your mother doesn't like to be disturbed. I but remember. it's so clearly a joke that it's actually really, really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think anyone could pull that off except Bill Nye, which is why he's just awesome. Yeah,
0: because I, you don't I, see I it as a nasty thing from Bill Nye. Yeah. He's not a nasty person uh, in any film. Uh, so I so want to meet Bill Nye. So do I. he's Oh... Uh,
1: But he he rarely takes, this is true fact about Bill Nighy, uh, he rarely takes on roles that don't allow him to wear a suit, because he's only comfortable wearing a suit. Oh, wow. Which I just find really interesting. Like, he just hates wearing anything except suits. Um, That's interesting. Which is interesting. Apparently, it it took a lot of work for him to do Emma, because he doesn't wear a suit in that. Oh, yes. Um,
0: I have watched half of that. Have you seen
1: it? I still haven't seen it, and I want to.
0: It... Started off really good and then it kind of went through a bit of a, a bland part for me where I just I don't know whether it was because I was on my phone or I got distracted, but from what I can remember, that bit where I turned it off was just so boring. So I need to get back to it and I need to carry on watching it. I
1: i rarely watch historical movies, but I do love a good historical comedy, yeah. So there I'm, were, there were I'm in with that bits
0: at the very beginning, I think.
1: So, uh, yeah, you've got this lovely shot of her on the bus, which is very true. For some reason, I never twigged that was a bus. Of course, it's a bus, but I never.
0: Yeah, I, like, I think it's just because of the rain and the colours. I like, I like it, but it's again like, do you think that kind of shot suits the film?
1: I think so. Yeah, and I, I realised I literally just said I didn't realise it was a bus, and then the next shot, is the exterior bus.
0: <laughs> what did I think <laughs> I, know, I was looking
1: driving at? Driving off. Um. Uh, but I like it. But weirdly it does establish it the Red Bus, it establishes it as like London. Which is weird because it's filmed in Ireland. But it's Yeah, that's it does feel weird, very London.
0: It? That's I've I've always thought it was a London film.
1: And then we fade out, and I didn't I don't know why I didn't write this in my notes, but I love the transition of hearing the door noise, on over a black screen, and then the door opening and getting the shot there. I think that works really well.
0: Yeah, I agree. But one thing that i dislike about this part is when did she write this and when did she decide that the family and everything that like what happened in between it just went bang that talk to she's got an acceptance like how did she get the acceptance Do you know yeah but mean? we have we have in
1: in other parts of the film we skip years that's so true like... it's
0: true but I, there's something about it that you don't think of this once is, you start watching. This
1: music. is why I like the idea of seeing Rosie as an unreliable narrator. Mm. Because if she's telling you the story, she won't say I applied and then I did this and then I did that. She would just say, My dad I had a chat with my dad and my dad said I should go for it and then I got accepted. That's what she'd say. She wouldn't say anything else. Yeah, true. And so if true. we consider that it's her yeah. telling us the story, then I think this kind of works.
0: I guess I can see it from that point, but again, I don't know. I, I guess from somebody that has looked into it, I guess, because, you know, I've looked into applying to uni, even though I've decided that I'm not going. It's kind of something that, I don't know, it's like quite a lot of effort goes into it, yet that was just skipped and she got accepted as if that just happens miraculously. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Also, it, it surprises me in a weird way. It's such a tiny thing to say. But since she, I don't think, with her opening the door in her face at first, she's not expecting the letter to come today. Yeah, the fact that she goes to reach the letters before she shuts the door is a surprise. Like, I think she'd come in, she'd shut the door, and then she'd pick up the post. But that I don't know. That's very I, mean, yeah, minor. I guess she, it was a sunny day, and you only really do that yeah. when it's windy and cold. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, what I do love, which I've only just like twigged, is that she, when she runs off to yeah. to go tell Alex, the door is left open with the key in it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but their neighborhoods close. Like, because you like, can see
1: the key close. hanging in the door.
0: That doesn't matter. That's overthinking. I said matter really yeah. weirdly then. Matter.
1: But once again, see her as an unreliable narrator and she just says, I opened the door, I got it, then I went to Alex's. She doesn't tell you she shut the door, so we don't see her shut the door.
0: True, true.
1: I know I'm looking too deep into this. There's no way that Christian did thought this level through. But...
0: No, it's just like a quick jump. But then again, I really like the fast paceness of it. Past paceness of <laughs> I like how fast paced it is. That's. But there's just, I don't know, there's something, I don't know, that I'm a bit iffy about with the um, going to the university so quickly and like how that is. But then also it's kind of a bit of a light. I'm talking so much, sorry. But like it's also a bit of a light, isn't it? I guess. Because obviously her life is going crap at this point and you know it. And then this happens, it's like, whoa.
1: I love how lovely her neighbourhood looks. It looks so happy you know, and quaint and sweet. i just like and having a uh... friend
0: that lives next door that's so fun the best i've got is ringing my friends so she
1: she goes she she's got the the acceptance letter mm-hmm. and she knocks on alex's door and i have written a note here actually when the music's playing and she's running and she's like screaming excited like, i've just got the music here is so lovely yeah. this sequence will never not put a smile on my face
0: congratulations to me, please don't you to university oh my god oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god.
1: And then I wrote, "Well, until this bit." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, she this opens the door.
0: Bit, next episode and... is going to be very fun to talk about because it yeah. this is worse than this is worse than Rosie's. Actually, yeah, is the it, fact though? that like it, I, I keep, I don't know, a lot. Yeah, I don't happen know. Happen, each point, event,
1: each point, I'm like, "Oh, we've got the awkward bit out of the way," and then it's like, "Nope, here's more." Yeah, but the thing is, is it's because so, it's so it's, it's so spread out. <laughs> yeah, but because we're doing like the five minute chunks. maybe we should
0: done ten minutes. Mm. Oh, oops
1: Nah, because then uh, we'd have had so little episodes We'd have true, had like 12 true. episodes that But would they would be also weird.
0: be like four hours long Yeah
1: um, so, she, so she says um...
0: Oh, okay, Is Alex in He's tied up I can come back He'll be down about... Three minutes
1: So I don't know whether you got this Straight up from the line He's tied up I know Because no I feel like comedy films This is a I've done it myself I have literally used that gag The tied Not sexually As a gag But I've used it as a Someone being tied up Against a fence In common denominator Listen sweetheart I'm a little tied up At the moment And it's—I think—genuinely in films, especially comedy films, you only ever hear the phrase "he's tied up right now" when someone's actually tied up. Mm -hmm. Like it's such a go-to joke
0: that it's actually just a bit. I can't remember because it was so long ago. But let us know your thoughts on that one. Let us uh, give us—you know—just pop your. Did you know what they were on about? And if you haven't seen it, pretend. Because no one answers our questions. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: Do we do question of the week or film... It's, it's, it's question before film of the week, isn't it? I'm always getting the order mixed up.
0: Shall we switch it up a little bit?
1: Let's switch it up a little. Spice things up a little, guys. Spice it up.
0: We're going go to go with spice.
1: film of the week first. What is your film of the week, Alan? No,
0: you, you tell me first. I'm more intrigued in yours.
1: Okay. I Okay. Thank so I'm going to swap it around. <laughs> now, actually, I was, I was going to save this one for tomorrow, for next week, but I'll do it now. He's too excited. Uh, the Bill Nye one, because I've talked about Bill Nye yeah. and... In case the tangent gets cut for any reason, the reason our question for this, the end of this episode is about Marmite, is because Bill Nye smuggles Marmite in airports. So I, I was looking on my DVD shelf, randomly, I, uh, my parents wanted to watch some TV series the other night, and they were like, if you've got anything you can watch upstairs, they're not normally like this, they, you know, they're, they're not getting rid of me, but they were like, we're going to watch this, you can either join us or find something else, and I was like, I'll just find a film. I looked on my shelf, I was in a Bill Nye mood, and I found this film called Notes on a Scandal. Which I remember picking up in a charity shop about three film? years ago, but don't know why. Notes on a Scandal. Notes on yeah. a
0: Scandal. Wow. Which is such a great title. <laughs> such a Have great you heard of this up. movie? I've never of heard of this film.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, it stars Bill Nye, is in a supporting role. The main lead is Dame Judy Dench mm-hmm. and Kate Blanchett. Oh, okay. And um, Kate Blanchett plays, well, Judy Dench and Kate Blanchett are both school teachers at like this secondary school or high school, as you would say. Um, and uh, high school, yes. <laughs> Kate, Kate Blanchett ends up having an affair with a fifteen-year-old boy, mm-hmm. and Judy Dench is like a fifteen-year-old you know, old boy. Stuff. Yeah. How yeah. old is she? And she, she's like in her thirties or something. Yeah. And that, that's that's the, and then Judy well, Dench finds out, and it's about like her deciding whether or not to to tell the school that this is happening because she's really good friends with the teacher who's having the affair, and it's and and it's about and then you see Judy Dench becoming like quite a toxic person herself. Yeah. And how like she's just thirsty for attention and you also see how it breaks up like obviously how Kate Blanchett having the affair breaks up her marriage because she's with an older guy she's with she's married to Bill Nighy mm-hmm. in the film. Well guys, you don't need and to watch the... the
0: film now because he's told you everything. Yeah. I've told you, <laughs> but it,
1: it's 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 amazing. And it's weird because I knew it was like a drama or it might be a thriller in a way. I knew I knew it was a drama. But the opening set up with just them working in a school, I feel like I've only really watched school movies that are comedies. Yeah. So seeing the kind of secondary school setting, you feel like really comfortable about like, oh, it's like one of these kind of movies. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly it's like, and there she is having an affair with a fifteen year old boy. And the thing is, with us talking about acting ages, with us talking about acting ages a couple of weeks ago, this fifteen year old boy looks like an actual fifteen year old boy, which is what makes it so much more uncomfortable. Um, probably in her 30s I don't know oh, how old Kate so Lunch actually that's is but it's quite so an weird. old movie but yeah Notes on a Scandal is it, like the centre the, the centre isn't on the actual affair the centre is on how the affair screws up the relationships with everyone around her and for, for what was going to be just a random film I put on and I put on in the background while getting stuff done ending up being coming out of it being like that was an amazing movie. It just shocked me. And now I'm like, why on earth did I have it on my shelf for three years?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I might have to give that a watch. Can you see Mm. it? Can you stream it anywhere?
1: I'm just going to check now. I'm going to use the the option on Letterboxd to find out. Let's see.
0: And whilst you're doing that, Um, shall I say mine?
1: Yeah, say yours. I'm very intrigued. Okay,
0: so actually this film is a documentary film Um, And it's actually just been released on Netflix recently. And I think it's like the top four at the moment. Um, When this is released, you would have probably seen it already. So I'm not really going to go much into detail because you probably don't care. But um, it's a documentary about how... It's about climate change. And obviously because I've been in quite a bit with climate change and stuff, with school and stuff, um, it's really interesting. And I think it's definitely worth a watch um, to kind of see what... And like what's it called? Uh, C, C- Spiracy, I think it's called. It's recently been released on Netflix and um I don't know it's definitely something it's you learn a lot from it I think and it'll change your mind about everything I think. Mm, so that is So good. this is more of a, is a this is a more of an educational go watch it go Yeah teach that's a way more interle- intellect
1: that's a way more intellectual answer than my Bill Nye movie <laughs> but uh I felt, I felt intellectual for watching a movie with Dame Judi Dench, but then you just go and beat it with a, a documentary about climate change. No, it, it's yeah, important, is awesome,
0: right? We're in 2021. Yeah. It needs to be sorted. Go watch it. Go educate yourselves. If you haven't already, obviously. But yeah, that's my film of the week. And I don't want to say too much. Like, Obviously, it's just mainly facts that I can't remember, but it's interesting.
1: That is awesome. And I will check that out. So our question of the week, we haven't actually said what it was. Um... Was what's the most embarrassing thing you've heard in a public place? Mm-hmm.
0: And right, we've we haven't um, had many. But the thing is, but, the thing is, it's a very difficult question to answer. I think, and even when I saw yes. it, I was like, "What would I say?" Because
1: it feels like when we came up with it last time, it felt like, "Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I bet loads of people have got an answer." And then it's like, actually, maybe not.
0: Yeah. And I feel like people are um, lazy as well, in a sense, because I'm I'm lazy. I wouldn't be able to answer it.
1: Yeah, but we've had a few. Yeah, um, I cheated a little bit and shared it around some Facebook groups. Yep so like the movie by minute facebook group and things like that like it's all been shared in so cosmic geppetto group which is a podcast i guess on a few times so i shared it to their group jeffrey harden says a middle-aged lady in starbucks trying to explain to her friend what a hashtag is and she said it's just the pound sign (laughs)
0: that's so dumb
1: so Eddie's was the phrase. Honestly, it tasted exactly like a frog's ass. No idea of the context. The follow-up: how they knew what a frog's ass tasted like, but I couldn't turn around and ask. <laughs> I think that's a good that's answer. Good, that's like good. That one. And then someone, uh, Megan Coleman, says, "I was waiting in a line and at an ATM near me, and I heard someone say on the phone. I mean, all I want to do is teach people how to snuggle."
0: What? what? That's so weird. Have Have you had any awkward in? Um... Encounter. I don't
1: think so. No, but we'll like, we'll leave the question open for if any listeners listening to this who didn't reply, please still tweet us or message us or anything, yep. and we may keep this as an ongoing question if more answers come Maybe. through. Because I is...
0: mean, it goes on with the film, doesn't it? That's real. Cool. Yeah,
1: so it's it's... Good. there's been quite. A... She has quite a few awkward public encounters it's true. Uh, over the course of the film.
0: Where can we find you, Luke?
1: You can find us both via the Love Rosie Pod pages on social media. Yep. Anything of mine that is not there is Luke and Thanks everyone. So thank I you guess. so much
0: for listening. I'm excited to record the next one, which is yeah. even stranger. Uh, Scene. Toodle
1: pip! I keep yes. saying toodle pip. Thank I hate so that. Why do I keep guys. saying that? Bye.
0: Um, see you in the next episode. Bye. Yeah.
1: We won't see you, listeners. By the way, just in case you're wondering, you'll hear
0: us. Oh yeah, you'll hear us. Not oh, ah. in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Bye. <laughs>
1: The Love, Rosie podcast theme is performed by Ethan O'Mahoney and is a cover of Reprise from the Love, Rosie soundtrack, originally composed by Ralph Reganmayer. The Love, Rosie podcast is produced by Bottle it Productions and is distributed by Lemon Drop Studio. For more podcasts and blogs, visit lemondrops.com.